man's courage could change the course of history. She instilled in us the belief that perhaps, if the chance came again, we would be the one to inspire others, just like Paul Revere. Of course, as my daughter recently reminded me, it was really the poet who inspired us, since there were two other men who rode that night, William Dawes and Samuel Prescott, whose names are largely forgotten. To me, the most meaningful poem in this section is Robert Frost's The Gift Outright, which the poet recited at my father's inauguration. By asking Frost to read that day, my father expressed his belief in the power of language and connected the inaugural ceremony to an enduring tradition of using poetry to sanctify an occasion. A snowstorm had blanketed the capital the night before, but the morning was glistening bright, When Frost stood to read the poem he had written for the occasion, the glare was so strong he couldn't see the words on the page. He recited the gift outright from memory. The contrast between his age and my father's youth, the poet's frailty, and the power of his words gave the moment a special significance. Three years later, at the dedication of a library named for Robert Frost, President Kennedy said, The men who create power make an indispensable contribution to the nation's greatness, but the men who question power make a contribution just as indispensable, especially when that questioning is disinterested, for they determine whether we use power or power uses us. When power leads man towards arrogance, poetry reminds him of his limitations. When power narrows the area of man's concern, Poetry reminds him of the richness and diversity of his existence. When power corrupts, poetry cleanses. For art establishes the basic human truth, which must serve as the touchstone of our judgment. Throughout her life, my mother took great pride in the role of poetry and the arts in my father's administration. She worked hard to celebrate American arts and artists in the White House, believing, as my father did, that America's artistic achievements were equal to her political and military power, and that American civilization had come of age. America the Beautiful by Catherine Lee Bates Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for purple mountain majesties above the fruited plain, America, America, God, shed his grace on thee, and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. O beautiful for pilgrim feet, whose stern, impassioned stress, a thoroughfare for freedom beat across the wilderness. America, America, God, mend thine every flaw, confirm thy soul in self-control, thy liberty in law. O beautiful, for heroes proved in liberating strife, who more than self their country loved, and mercy more than life. America, America, may God thy gold refine till all success be nobleness, and every gain divine. O beautiful, for patriot dream that sees beyond the years thine alabaster cities gleam, undimmed by human tears. America, America, God shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea 
to Shining Sea. Dedication for John F. Kennedy at his inauguration by Robert Frost. Summoning artists to participate in the august occasions of the state seems something artists ought to celebrate. Today is for my cause a day of days, and his be poetry's old-fashioned praise who was the first to think of such a thing. This verse that in acknowledgment I bring goes back to the beginning of the end of what had been for centuries the trend, a turning point in modern history. Colonial had been the thing to be, as long as the great issue was to see what country'd be the one to dominate, by character, by tongue, by native trait, the new world Christopher Columbus found. The French, the Spanish, and the Dutch were downed and counted out. Heroic deeds were done.